Y'all hear about that uh, hot dog ice cream? No. <laughs> I got it then. Oh, we've been recording this whole time? <laughs> well, he, he's going to get rid of it. Done. Delete all that. No, I want that. That's the start of the show right there. <laughs> we've been recording. You have to party yeah. heavy. For sure, for sure, at the party heavy. You start but drinking no, this shit? I did. There is like this hot dog ice cream. Is it at State Fair? I don't know where it's at. I'm just see if I can find it. But it's like ice cream is flavored as like mustard and it's like a hot dog jelly. Like. That sounds disgusting. It sounds vomiting inducing. It sounds absolutely gross. I'm, I'm telling you. It's, it sounds like. It's some shit that you probably should not even be trying. You probably shouldn't. So I was going I guess you would never try that then. What about mm. what about hot dog flavored ice cream? <laughs> hot dog is meant to be hot dog. Unless you put it in pork and beans. Unless you're making pork and beans. That's it. You don't put hot dog in nothing else really. You know what? Why would you? You're right. <laughs> like it's his own unique taste. You don't put hot dog really in anything outside of beans. I can't yeah, you're right. Beans. <laughs> and even still, I don't fuck with pork and beans. I ain't even got to ask you. You ain't no hot dog flavored ice cream. Hell no. I sure not eat no hot cream. Like, that's disgusting. Let's start the show. Yeah. Mm. No, I was gonna. I was deciding if I should say something, but then I was like, nah. But then it was silent, so I didn't continue <laughs> to go. But I'm fu- <laughs> What the fuck, <laughs> dude? Were you joining us this week? No, I'm not. Okay, I had to double check. For sure. But you may end up joining in on one of these conversations, though. Okay. Yeah. Welcome. To episode 112 of Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. About to get the shit off. Come on, come on. Okay, T I M K I M G B number three. Mister, give it to me. Okay. AKA Mister Ass Catcher. Anyways, I am the Air J. Only known as the Air J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And your boy kid here is the gentleman. (laughs) Just not here today. (laughs) (laughs) Series of unfortunate events caused our guy to have to miss today's show. But I won't clown him this week because it's my guy. Aww. So, this is the one time. This is your one free pass, sir. (laughs) I'm on your ass from here on out. Pause. Pause. Pause again, granddad. But that's cool. All right. So, but you can find this on www.technicalfile.com where you can find a big-ass picture of Ken. If you don't know what the fuck he look like. <laughs> you just said. You see him on there. We all there, too. Where's the bell? You can also right go here. to the, uh, the Technical File Podcast Facebook group. Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> 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 
Had to borrow your shit. <laughs> www.technicalfile.com. Don't forget, don't forget to put the K on that mother. Slow down, Jesus Christ. Tim. Jesus. Slow down. Slow. You can also go to our Facebook page, Technical File Podcast. There you go. You can join our Technical File Pod Overtime group with the fans, the fam, and the listeners. You can also find us on Twitter and the Instagram at Technical File. Once again, don't forget to put the K on that motherfucker. Share it with your family, your friends, your neighbors, your dogs, your cats, everybody Manny Fresh ever said. Do it all. <laughs> Tap your neighbor on the shoulder. Say, neighbor, share that shit. You, for sure, for sure. You had it. On and the then, go, go. And then you lost it. Eric, where we at, though? Well, as Kim would say every week, though. Fuck We don't you- grow <laughs> without y'all. <laughs> I'm breaking the bell. Damn. Let me get it. No, somebody been using our shit. Oh, damn. Yes, ah. okay. As Ken says every week, we don't grow without y'all. So make sure that you tell a friend about us. If you are driving, look at the person in the car next to you and be like, hey. Tech foul, motherfucker. <laughs> Smile at him and shit. Smile after calling them up. Okay. What they said to do or whatever, you know, just share the show. Get it to some other people because we really don't grow without y'all. But wherever you find t- podcasts, you can find us. That includes Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. Google Podcasts, mm-hmm. Stitcher, mm-hmm. SoundCloud, Bang mm-hmm. on Spotify. There Spotify. it is. Uh, Himalaya. Like a player. Hushka. Hushka. Uh, do not Google Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> no more false narratives. <laughs> because it will not come up. But anywhere that has podcasts has us. Mm-hmm. So... Subscribe, like, review, rate, do all that good shit because it helps us out. So, for sure, for now, sure, for sure. Now we're gonna get into the the topic discussion. And leading off, we are gonna start with the man who um, went on first take. You know, I guess his trainer was on the Breakfast Club, so he was like, "I'm gonna go on first take." Carmelo Anthony, in case you didn't know, actually mentioned his trainer too. Doing that interview. Yeah. It was a long interview. Stephen A. did a great job it in that interview, fantastic. by the way. Like, Fucking fantastic. But, yes. Uh, he was on first take, and he discussed a few things. He said that the situation in Houston was a complete shock to him. He had to even go to Chris Paul himself and, like, see if Chris knew what was about to happen. Because if Chris did, he was like, our friendship probably would have been over. Clearly, it all worked out on Chris's part. But... Mello also was talking about the fact that he never said he wanted a farewell tour that we talked about last week, which is good, Mello, because we don't know where you would get that at. He probably they still, don't love you like that. They, yeah, but uh, he said he was still on the play. The narrative around him is false. You know, he's grown as a man, as a player. He can be that guy <clears throat> off the bench now. Before he wasn't ready, but now he's he's for it. Basketball is life. That's the gist of it. Y'all think Mello is helping or hurting his chances to get back in the league? I honestly think that him going on first take didn't really deter too much. It didn't hurt him. I'll put it like that. I don't think it hurt him at all. I don't. I can't say it necessarily helped him either, but at least he got to put his own narrative out there. Because like, he had a point. A lot of everything that was coming out about Melo was not said by Melo whatsoever. It was people around him, people who said they were close to him, people who interacted with him at some point in time. It was and never truly from Melo. Right. Thanks, yeah. So, even the whole Chauncey Billups thing. He said he had a problem with that, too. The timing of Chauncey Billups' comments. Because apparently Chauncey Billups was talking about Young Mellow. He never said Young Mellow. (laughs) 
But apparently he said he was talking about 24, 25 year old. Well, Mello. that's when they play together. So, mm-hmm. so that, I mean, that's all he can draw off of. But again, like Melo said, the timing of it, like, damn, you say this now and I'm trying to get my ass back in the league. Like, that's why he came on, up, bro. though. This yeah. is true. So, but um, listening to the interview, I honestly like, I believe what he said. Like it's, it's all it's a lot of things where people are like oh well do you believe everything that he said like you know he's willing to take this uh this role and mm-hmm. the the main thing that I took out of it and I guess a lot of people skirt past or that I've been listening to was people was willing to skirt past the fact that he said I'm willing to take this role if you would have told me so they're like oh, well why didn't you take the role in Houston then and I went immediately back to what he said like he was told by Billy Donovan. From what he said in OKC, hey, you're not going to be our first or second option. You're kind of going to be our third or fourth option. We're going to use in this capacity, whatever. Okay, cool. I go to Houston. If you're telling me the whole time I'm on the way to Houston, oh, yeah, you're the you're missing, the missing piece. piece. You're going to be the starter. You know, we need you to do this, 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 this. And then all of a sudden out the blue, you're like, oh, well, you all sit on the bench. Um, We ain't going to play you tonight at all. Then, yeah, I'm kind of like, what the fuck? I'm not going to accept whatever role you're going to throw me now because you should have told me this from the jump. Mm-hmm. And then Stephen A. had a good point where he said that he just scored 28 points. <laughs> the Nets probably a, a couple games beforehand, a game or two beforehand. Like, so it's not like he didn't have it. So what happened? You know what I mean? So that's why I'm kind of like, mm-hmm. I believe him to an extent. Oh, I believe him. No, I believe him. I believe him. <laughs> that wasn't the question, but that was <laughs> that was good. Um, going back to the question, I don't think it helped or hurt. Like, I don't think it me. I don't think that it moved the needle one way or the other. Um, the way that I could see it helping is if it builds public pressure for some team or gives a team cover. Like, because I feel like the reaction to it was more sympathetic from mm-hmm. the public. So like now teams that were kind of on the fence about them before can be like, okay, well, we'll definitely give them a shot. If we bring them in, like people will be more receptive to it and might drive t- ticket sales or whatever. <clears throat> I do question if he actually gets what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was something that Max Kellerman came on and said after the fact. He's like, he seems like a good guy. Like, he seems genuine. Like, he seems like he's telling his truth, but he's not sure if Melo is being truthful with himself. Like, if he sees, like, where he is in his career. Because he kept saying, like, you know, I'll take whatever, you know, like, I, I was in the process of getting comfortable with the role or whatever. And it's like, you still see yourself as Melo. And mm-hmm. that's not, I mean, obviously, he's still Carmelo Anthony. But he's not the same player that he was four or five years ago. Right. And, like, he has to kind of change his game because, like, the things that he, and I think I said this last week, but the things that he does great, like, you don't really need that from a role player. Mm-hmm. Like, you need them to kind of fill in the gaps. And even as a bench scorer, like, you still have to do that within the framework of an offense. You can Like, all the clips that I've seen from him this offseason is him, like, taking five dribbles, pull up, uh, backing people down, posting up, shooting fadeaway jumpers. Like, that's not, that's not how the game is played, and especially that's not what a team is going to bring you in to be doing. Depends on the team. Um, y'all all made really good mellow points, and I had, like, stuff to say about things, but I didn't want to cut anybody off. But, of course, I don't remember what I had to say. <laughs> I know Tim had a team that he thought. What I was going to say is that, um, dang, I really did forget. Go ahead. All right. So I I said I've been back and forth about if I'm going to actually do it or not. But um, my hot take on Melo is that if he actually joins the Toronto Raptors, he'll keep them in the championship picture. Reason being, I was looking at Toronto's team. Mm -hmm. 
they lost Kawhi mm-hmm. and Danny Green. It's a big mm-hmm. loss. So those are two big losses for them because Danny Green was one of their better shooters. Mm-hmm. And Ka- Kawhi was their number one option. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of times with Kawhi, they did let Kawhi go ISO. Mm-hmm. Melo was an ISO player. Granted, I'm not saying he's going to be in the starting five, but if he comes off the bench with that second unit. So I was looking at the team, just the roster in general. And so I'm just spitballing here. <clears throat> Their starting five will probably be Kyle Lowry, Norman Powell, Siakam, Anubi, and Gasol. It's a big lineup. But on the bench, you got Van Bleet. They're two, the backup two is McCall. Mm-hmm. Hollis Jefferson, Ibaka, Jody Meeks, Stanley Johnson. Mm-hmm. They're missing an offensive void. They have an offensive void there. Granted, Siakam's probably going to pick it up. Kyle's going to be, he's a good distributor. Mm-hmm. Kyle is really good. No matter how what people say about him, we shit on him sometimes too, but Kyle. Kyle's good with putting people in a position to score. Kyle, yeah. He's a good distributor. So I feel like if they add Melo, even though his game, he's not a specialist, so to speak, and his defense is trash, he's surrounded by defenders. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I highly doubt that they'll allow Melo to get exposed because Nick Nurse is a good coach. Mm-hmm. So he'll find some way to hide or mask his defensive deficiencies. But Melo will still get you to 15, 16 points a game. Coming off the second unit, if you tell him, hey, we need you to be the second option in the second unit, Van Vliet probably going to shoot a bunch of threes coming into his third year, or fourth year, I'm sorry. And a lot of people feel like, okay, what Van Vliet did in the playoffs, y'all remember... He was just a regular role player coming into the, in the regular season. He did 11 points a game. He got hurt. That's why they signed Jeremy Lin. <laughs> so they need some offense still. I feel like the team chemistry that they have there and the so-called, well, he's saying that he changed his mindset. He can buy into the culture there in Toronto. They have a team already set to contend with the top-tier teams. Add him in there. You get a veteran who said he's going to teach, and he has been. And I think they got a little mi- a little mixture for Melo to actually help them be that missing piece that he's supposed to be in, Tor- in Houston. Only because there is a void due to Kawhi and Danny Green. No, I think Toronto is still going to be a playoff team this season, a, a lower seed. But I think they'll be one of the eight best teams in the East. Mm-hmm. If you add a player like Carmelo Anthony, I'm not sure if he moves the needle that much because I don't think Carmelo Anthony is that good anymore. To do what you want him to do in that situation. Like if he was a couple years younger, I could see it. But I'm not sure if he got that in him every single night. But somewhere that is interesting to me for Melo is Philly. Because like we were clowning last week, their best bench player is Mike Scott. (laughs) Mike Scott. (laughs) (laughs) They lost Jimmy Butler, who was their ISO man. He would, you know, you gonna get Jimmy gonna shoot. Yeah. Melo will shoot. Now, once again, he's not going to be as efficient as Jimmy Butler was, but they literally don't have a bench. And they have a lot of money tied up right now. They don't have that many options. He's going to come in as a vet minimum. So, I think he'd actually be a... a, If he was to go somewhere, I think Philly would be a good fit. I think he would fit in Toronto, too, but just not in that elevated of a a position. Wherever he goes, I don't think that he'll necessarily move the needle, but... I do think that he can contribute on a lower scale with lower stakes. So, like, maybe the Toronto situation is better for him because they're not going to be in the final four teams that are, you know, like that highest level of basketball. Like, they'll probably go out round one, round two, and, you know, like, 
Yeah. Right. Um, but he's not going to get, quote, unquote, exposed, like, the further they go on in the playoffs because more likely they won't get there. Um, I think Pascal Siakam's going to have a great season. I do, too. Like, he's definitely going to be an all-star. But I think that one thing that he was saying, and, like, you kind of had to read between the lines, but he was saying, like, you know, I've never won a championship, and obviously, like, that's something that I want to do before I, I retire. But he was also saying, like, I just I want to play. Like, he wants mm-hmm. to go somewhere that he can get minutes and play and basically – be mellow still like somewhere that's going he's going to hit the ball and he's going to be able to contribute um so i think that even looking at playoff teams might be overshooting like i don't think he'll get the role that he wants necessarily even with him saying like he's willing to buy in like i don't think he'll get that role he would force his way there in philly (laughs) they ain't got no options yeah and i also think that they'll do a lot of staggering so like i'm sure they'll have two starters on the court at all times and i don't think the only thing is, like, the bottom-rung teams, they're going more f- on the youth side anyway, so he, they wouldn't look at him. They'd be like, eh, like, he's not the Vince Carter. So he's not li- literally a teacher-teacher, like that type of vet. So I don't think the younger teams, like the the Hawks or the Kings or Memphis, would sign a player like Melo. That's why I was thinking more so, like, these upper teams, like, okay, we're missing something. We're missing Let's something. Somebody's going to take a, a flyer. flyer. Yeah. yeah. Like so low, low risk, high reward, and you uh, still could get fifteen from them. Mm, like we joked high. about, right? We joked about it before the the show, but I think there is one team that he might still be the best player on, um, and you know he has a good relationship with their with their owner um, in Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was sitting here. I was thinking you know so what? hard. He could go to Charlotte. <laughs> wow, and I mean, like they the the they aren't. A young team, but they also don't factor to be good at all. At all. And um, they need somebody. And they, they need a score. They're giving Malik Monk the green light. Right. Malik Monk and Marcus no. Smart and uh, Carmelo Anthony. Marcus Smart. No. My fault. Not Marcus Sorry, Smart. Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier. Although, like, the thing is, like, their best, their best players currently all are, like, three fours. So, mm-hmm. Marvin yeah. Williams, Nick Batum. You mean the players with the most money on the team? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like that was factor to be like the, the at least competent. Like we know for sure that they're NBA players. Right. Like for sure. with Monk and Rogier and even Bridges. Like we don't know if they're actually any good. But yeah, uh, good luck, Melo. I think he's gonna play. I do too. So good luck, sir. Uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame announced that it will have a special centennial class of 20 members next year. Five modern era players, 10 seniors, three contributors, and two coaches. And just so you know, it's normally 10. So they're doubling it for the 100th year. Do y'all like the uh, expanded class? I don't mind it. I mean, because there's too many. I guess this is to kind of like clear up the pool. Yeah, it's de- especially because they got what ten? Is it ten seniors? I said. Yeah, they're trying to get that backlog. Yeah, they're like, listen, through. bro, it's too many it's, people waiting. There's so many good players. It is. It is like Ty Law is supposed to just just got inducted this year, right? Uh-huh. And he's shout supposed out to, get to the whole uh, the whole class, and shout out to whoever did Ed Reed's uh, bust in particular Dude, because it was like perfect. It was immaculate. <laughs> I've never seen a sculpture look so realistic. Hair and everything. All the hair. The, the lines. All of the it. The beard. Everything was perfect. I don't know who did that, but they they killed that. Dude was so cold. Man. That was amazing. He was on one all weekend. Like I saw clips and bits and pieces. And first of all, shout out for the shirt that he wore at the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. game with like all the black people that got killed by police um, on it. But like he he was funny. Like just every interview I saw was just like he was cracking jokes. Like he was enjoying himself. He was so. having a great time. 
He deserved it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, he this deserved is it. a weekend to celebrate mm-hmm. those 10 people. So The game was trash. I mean, but it's the Hall of Fame. Like, it was, I mean, oof. You watched it? I saw, I saw, I saw. That saw, was the I, Bronco game, right? I had to turn it off. No, it was, um. The Atlanta and somebody. And it was, was Atlanta Broncos. and Broncos. Yeah. That's when they won on the, uh, at the end of the game when the fucking corner, dog, I was, we was at the bar. <laughs> I'm sitting there watching the shit. Motherfucking quarterback threw the bitch to the corner of the end zone. Falcons DB hit the motherfucker. Didn't catch Looked it. dead at it. <laughs> tracked the motherfucker and decided, let me go tackle the corner. I mean, the, the wide receiver. Seaver caught the ball, toe tapped it in. They ended up, there was like 17 seconds left in the game. I was like, listen, bro, I wouldn't be surprised if you all, your ass don't even get on the bus tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so you ain't gonna. It, it was fourth quarter, so you already ain't up there it, as is. Right. I was like, and then you what? Looking at the replay, you watched him watch the ball, and then said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna hit the receiver." Just smack the fucking ball. He didn't trust himself. Jesus Christ. But yeah, we we. That's why he was playing when he was playing. Jeez, man. I felt bad for him, but I was like, damn, you fucked up. <laughs> but uh, I'm also here for the expanded class. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, then get Troy in here. Palomalu. He was gonna get in regardless. Yeah, I know, but I'm saying like we can. And he's a modern era, so it's the it's the seniors that's backed up. Yeah. But Troy was Troy was a shoe in. Man, Troy was a monster. So was Ed Reed, though. It was some cold safeties. Cold, 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 cold. In the modern era. You just named it too. Who else? Before he died, Sean Taylor was cold. Okay, well Okay, who else? Nick Collins Nick before Collins he got before hurt. Before he got hurt. He wasn't on that other one. He was th- he was getting there. He definitely his trajectory mm. at that moment was getting there. What if Nick Collins never got hurt? He never hit the ass. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anyways, the yep. NBA they uh they released uh it's 2010s all decade team. So that went from actually 2009 to 2019, which So like has cuz it's the seasons that end within the decade. But Oh, thank you. Have they done this for every other decade? Or I've never, never seen this before. Like, okay. But go on. Now's the time. Social media era. Hot takes. Gives people something to talk about in mid-August. Basketball yeah. in August. What a beautiful thing. So the first team was Steph Curry, James Harden, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Kawhi Leonard. Second team was Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Blake Griffin, Carmelo Anthony. Third team was D-Wade, Kobe Bryant, Paul George, LaMarcus Aldridge, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Also, a couple weeks ago when I wasn't here, you said something about his last name and was like, Camille's going to have a fit about that. Oh, his, uh... No, his, I said you would appreciate it. Oh, I didn't hear. I was like, what? I think he said you was like, ner- something like nerd out about it or some shit like that. Like some... Because I was like, I enjoyed the whole words. thing. What was he talking about? I got I, it. I was saying you were. But I think he said she popped for it. Yeah, like... Oh, I heard I thought I heard it completely different. No, he, was <laughs> saying, like, he said it in a way like, Camille's going to enjoy this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, those are the teams. Um, you have a question? Are y'all uh, okay with these? Any snubs? 2009 to 2019. And a lot of people seen Kobe and was like, what the fuck? Yeah, the and, third, 13, team, third but, team Kobe got people hot. But this is like, what, he had two years before ACL injury? Kobe? Achilles. Never had Achilles, Achilles, I'm sorry? Achilles. When did you, what year did he mess his Achilles up? 2011? I 12? I, I do feel like he only had like that was a couple three, seasons. Yeah, that was like into this. three or four years into the decade and then... He was trash for a couple of years and then he retired. So they're really giving this him. This isn't years. prime Kobe. Like this was all right. decades for the two thousands. Of right. course, Kobe's first team. Exactly. But 
I don't even know if he made thirteen, but like I also don't know who I would put in his stead. So no, well, Dirk was also fading at this time, right? Mm-hmm. And that was that was the thing. Like that old generation was kind of aging fading. out. Yeah. So if you look at the actual production, because like mm-hmm. I think that Giannis is getting it on the front end. Yeah. Because he's only had like three All Star, three or four. This is three. third. Yeah, third. he has had three. Yeah. So he's had three All Star years plus an MVP. So when did Bosh start going out? I don't know. He retired like four or five years ago at this point. Now. But yeah, he hadn't really played since the like because all his like basically like he had one year without LeBron and he was done. Because before that he was a monster though. He was twenty four and yeah. twelve a game in Toronto. Yeah, that was in Toronto. Then he had and to that come was last to, decade though. Yeah. yeah. Like, That's all I'm saying. Like when 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 was the Heatles? Uh, twenty ten to twenty fourteen. So two thousand nine, Bosch. Well, 2010, 2011 to twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. Yeah. So I mean, it was. And that's the issue. Like I'm, I'm, like obviously, I don't know. I would say on the first team, Curry, Harden, James, and Durant are locks. Kawhi feels a little bit like regency bias, but I thought that too. Um, he is a two-time but Finals I MVP. But then I was like, mm. like I was maybe Westbrook, because like I feel like his entire prime was basically this decade, mm. and he does have an MVP, average a triple, triple double three times. He, I think he was All Star all but one year when he was hurt, like. I might he might have a stronger case for me than Kawhi, but I also feel like Kawhi's two Finals MVPs probably pushes him up. So yeah. Hmm. What about oh? I think oh, Dwayne no. Wade is a little gratuitous, also. Well, I mean, mm. D Wade was consistent because Kawhi has kept like he was kind of he was on fading. his way down before LeBron even left. But he was still productive. After LeBron left, like he wasn't D Wade anymore. But when you like we talked about before, I feel like he had downshifted from. already. Yeah, but I remember that I can't remember which year, but he like like the Heat in the, to the playoffs, and I was watching it like retro. Then he got injured again, so I uh, well again like I I guess I, I guess I get it because like once you get to the third team, then you are only probably banking on like three or four good years. Like where Dame is probably the biggest snub to me because hmm. Dame came in the league. Dame has been around most of his I'm decade. looking at the drafts right now. I think he was like 2011 because I think he was in the Anthony Davis draft. Because Blake yeah. is here. Curry's here. This is 2009. I'm just looking at a couple names. Harden was there. <laughs> Brandon Jennings. <laughs> <laughs> he's 16. We was geeked. You said he's 16? Hey, however you heard it, that's how it meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> what about Paul George? 13. I think it's fair. Yeah. And Pacer years were monsters. Beautiful. And he missed a year, so that yeah. kind of knocks him down a peg. But yeah, I thought that was interesting. They did that. People were mad about Kobe. I wondered. I wanted to know what Ken thought about it. If he'd be reasonable, but <laughs> we got another Laker fan over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's on you, sir. Do said no comment. MLB trade deadline. Okay. Um, throw a couple names out here. All right. <clears throat> Try to run through this. Cleveland traded Trevor Bauer to the Reds for Yasiel Puig in a three-team trade. They also had a bunch of fisticuffs that night. <laughs> <laughs> Them motherfuckers was banging, dog. The broke came in. I think it was Keon. Keon or something. No, it was uh, Amir Hinton, I think. Is it Amir? Amir something. That motherfucker. Amir Garrett. Amir Garrett. Dog. He was sitting there talking to his gloves. He looked over at the dugout. I was sitting there just narrating. I thought he was like, hey, listen, bro. I'm going to go fuck all of them up, bro. I don't give a fuck. And he was sitting there talking to the pitchers. They was looking like, nah, bro. Don't do it. He was like, you know what? Fuck it. Run over there. I guess they thought it was sweet. 
He cleared the first dude. Dude dropped to a knee. <laughs> he wasn't expecting that shit. Threw hands with the whole dugout. The whole dugout. And then Puig, he just, I guess he got beside I mean, He had already gotten traded. He, he got was traded throwing hands on the field. He right. was in the outfield. Right. I thought he was, the same thing. Like, he, he was throwing hands traded. for a team that he ain't even on no more. <laughs> he probably like, hey, fuck it. He probably wanted to stick around. Who knows? He probably wanted to stay. He was like, you know what? Let me just get my frustrations out. I ain't going to be here anyways. It could have been that too. <laughs> Well, I, I, I captioned the, the photo of the dude rushing the entire team. Saw that. <coughs> Get ready, douche. Uh, everybody thinks they're a real <laughs> until a real <laughs> shows up. <laughs> dude was throwing hands with everybody. He ain't give a fuck. He was big as a bitch, though. <laughs> it wasn't like he was a little dude. He was big as a motherfucker. Anyways. Uh, what Eric said is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the White Sox send Nate Jones and an international pool money to the Rangers. Uh, the Rays traded Jake Faria to the Brewers in exchange for Jesus Aguilar. We no. will miss you, sir. He is doing great. And right we now. have been losing. Swept by the Cubs. I mean, they were losing before they traded him, too. So, But he was mm-hmm. doing bad before we tra- Well, actually, like no, like, he two was- weeks before we traded him, he finally picked it up. But other than that, he's been having a pretty shitty season, too. He's st- yeah, but um, he like I said, right before we traded him, he kind of picked it up, and then he just kind of carried that. That was probably Bay. good enough to get <laughs> them traded. Yeah. yeah, and we could use that right now, definitely. But um, Jesus was was fun. I enjoyed him being on the Brewers. He was a, he was a great teammate, great player. Um, Cubs traded Martin Maldonado, former Brewer, uh, to the Astros in exchange for Tony Kemp. Brewers traded Drew uh, Pomeranz uh, to the no. the wow. Bleh. They acquired. They acquired Drew Pomeranz and Ray Black from the Giants. They traded our number three prospect in that. Mm. Yeah, I, I wasn't happy about that. Um, the A's acquired Tanner Rourke from the A from the Reds. Nationals add Daniel Hudson, Ronis Elias, Hunter Strickland in separate trades. Diamondbacks land Zach Gallen from the Marlins. The Phillies acquire Corey Dickerson from the Pirates. The Dodgers acquire Jeroko. Uh, Probably said his name wrong. <laughs> um, from the Cardinals. <laughs> the Braves acquire Shane Green from the Tigers for Mark uh, Melancon from and the And Mark Melancon from the Giants. And Mark Melancon from the Giants. Sorry. Um, Cubs acquire Nicholas Castellanos from the Tigers. Giants acquire Scooter Jeanette, another from Brewers from the Reds. And the last minute trade, literally the very last trade of the day, <laughs> was Zach Granke going to the Astros from the Diamondbacks. Yeah, even I was like, ooh. He was like, oh, yeah, trade deadline. Oh, shit, Zach Granke got y'all. What the fuck, bro? Like, to the Astros? They have, like, a death receipt or a death uh, pitching, like, group right now, don't they? Yeah. And it's funny because that's part of my what if for later on. Not Granke, but a spoiler alert. Thing. Spoiler alert for the top five. Mm. But, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it was a lot of movement. Um, Granke getting added to the Astros is going <laughs> to put they're, them to the stratosphere. They're going to so. win the championship. <laughs> is he a rental? Like, is he a free agent after this year? That's a good question, because I need to find out. Because I thought he signed a multi-year deal, like, a season or two ago. Right. So Like, I'm just know. trying to figure out, like, why he got traded. They got a boatload back from They got a shit ton back from You got to if it's Zach, like. He signed a six-year contract with the Arizona Diamondbacks. Let me go into his contract details. I thought you had it. You was all confident. Yeah, I mean, he... Let me go in here. Six years, two hundred and six million. He's and he won't be a free agent until twenty twenty two. They got him for a good three, another three seasons. Yeah. So Astros are going for it basically. Yeah. I mean, you got Granky under control for three seasons. They probably go trade him again because Granky usually sticks around for like a season or two for the team, and then they be like, "We need prospects. Let's okay. trade him." Baseball's weird. Uh, 
a weird system to me. Because it's, it's all like prospect. Like the prospects hold more value than some of the current players. Because it's, it's all potential. And how long it all takes. Like, it's just a weird. Uh, I mean, especially draft picks, except you don't get to you pick don't the see players. Them. You don't That's see them for like five years. <laughs> Unless you're watching minor league games. But I mean, they're not contributing to the main squad for a good. That's what I'm saying. So it's like years. future, like it's like oh, you traded Anthony Davis for seven first, future first round picks or whatever it was. Like it's the same thing, except you have like physical live bodies that you can watch and see how they develop, as opposed to oh, at some point we'll be able to pick these kids that are like in middle school or whatever. Like, so adjust my whole way of thinking of how drafts work. So, think NBA. Don't no, I got I, I no, I got exactly that. what he said, but it's like he's saying like. Instead of you not knowing who it is, like you get the chance to actually see who it is. Yeah. But my argument is like, yeah, but it's different if I see that in 2019 we're drafting this player. That's gonna be on a team in 2020. Yeah, like it's just that that gap is the weird part to me. Yeah. All right, and my yeah. thing is, with the NBA, you could draft that player this year and he can make an impact this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I'm saying <laughs> if you're if you're trading for a future first, like. That's not yeah. going to be on your yeah. team for five years. It's the same thing if you have them in the minors. But Fair you can get to watch them. So I got, I got it. Um, John Wall, he sat down with The Athletic, and he had some uh, interesting com- comments, namely about legacy versus rings. Eric, would you be John Wall for us? Sure. <clears throat> never will you hear <laughs> <laughs> No, let me stop. Uh, never will you hear me ask for a trade. The only way I'm going to get traded from D.C. is if they want to trade me themselves. And that's one thing I think the fans will appreciate if they ever get to that point. Um, I'm never one of those guys that wants to chase a ring or do those things. I've told people this before. You win a ring, nobody's going to talk about that years down the road. But if you build a legacy (laughs) in a place, that's going to be, wait, that's going to go on for a long time. I'd rather build my legacy here than get a ring. I want to ring for the city. <laughs> trust me. Um, That's true. It's great to have an NBA championship. I go back to Kentucky. I don't have a national championship, but my resume is bigger than anyone else that's been there since I left. That is not true. That's not true. That's another lie. <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody gives a fuck about the Kentucky team that was stacked that didn't win. They give a fuck about the t- Kentucky team that was stacked that did win. Oh, Wall went there. He was in the same draft class, and they had the same backcourt Bledsoe and shit like that. Cool. They didn't and win boogie. shit. And Boogie. They didn't win, though. They talk about the teams that did win with the Davis. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Like, and then you go, easy money. Barkley. Barkley. How many? I'm, I guarantee you he had the same argument about Barkley, too. He but ain't got no rings, but he got a legacy. I think, that his, I think his difference is Barkley got traded. Like, he didn't stay and build, mm-hmm. and he wasn't in the same place for 15 years. Like, Barkley he was bitched his way out of town. You know what I mean? Like, so... Like, I get what he's saying. Like, he's saying, like, in the grand scheme of things, like, the things that he does for the city, like, it's going to be bigger than basketball. Similar to what Dame was saying about his time in Portland. Yeah. Like, it's like you're building a community. Like, you're helping. Like, you see these people day in, day mm-hmm. out. Like, you're building real-life relationships, whereas, like, Kawhi just won a championship for Toronto and did. Like, but they will forever remember Toronto's championship with Kawhi. They will, but it's not going to be, like, the love for Kawhi like that. Like, he's saying, like, I'm, I mean something to these people because I'm in the community every day for 15 years or however long he winds up staying there. Like, he's saying, I built something here. Like, this is my legacy. Championship or not, like, you can't take that away from him. I get. I think that would be even more true if it was any other city than Toronto and any other play, player than Kawhi because that whole, that whole season was kind of, like, magical for them. 
And I think he was the perfect guy to be the one to be a one-year rental because he wasn't very emotive. Any like it just kind of worked. But he got them a championship. Literally, he was hurt on the way there. Yeah, and like, I think that for it, a long time. Like I'm not saying that your points. In the no, no, no. Or, I mean, I'm like I think that that works for him because he's just like okay, whatever. I did my job and I'm mm-hmm. gone. And he's like, gonna be loved forever in Toronto. He's gonna always like when he left. They were kind of like we get it. Thank you. They get it, but like they also like it was a symbiotic relationship. Like you got something out of it, we got something out of it. Oh, you but you know, in 10, 15 way. years, people are gonna tell their kids different stories, and it's gonna be all love. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like again, you got him a chip. Like I think they, it's more Kyle Lowry, Sergi Baca. Like the people that have been there for a minute, like they're beloved. Like even Demar Derozan is probably more beloved in Toronto than Kawhi. That's a good question. What about here when Milwaukee with? Uh, Luol Cinder. Did yeah. he force his way out of Milwaukee? And he had a bad relationship with the city. And like, there's still people that aren't over it. They True, are. True, but it's a lot of people that still but talk about the championship scene. And he comes in, they cheer for him. Now, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's going to happen. That's time, what, that was time saying, he, like, But he was here for a minute. Like, he wasn't just here for a blip and then left. True. And also, quite leave on a bad foot, as did Kareem. So it's, it's a little. Di- I get your point, and it's valid because he's just saying, like, even Kareem, who left on a bad note, is love now. Because he got us a chip. Like, like they care about the chip still, no matter what you say. But, I mean, Marcus Johnson is love now, and he didn't win a championship. But, I feel, so, like, I, 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 feel, I feel like time feel just whole, time just heals all wounds. But like, does. John Wall's kids were born while he's in Washington. Like, he has a relationship with the city that's going to go deeper. Like, John McLaughlin, like, yeah, he won a title, but, like, he's love for reasons beyond basketball. Like, like you get... To deeper. like the third or fourth level before you even get to oh he was mm-hmm. on a championship team like I think that's what John Wall's kind of getting at is like if you leave a lasting impact like championship or not like you're gonna get that love John Stockton in Utah pretty much if you do your job love is gonna be love like mm-hmm. if you got him a ring they gonna love you if you were the person who was there like if Giannis plays his whole career out in Milwaukee he's a legend in Milwaukee. Forever, like it's gonna be people naming their kids Giannis. It's probably our people. It's probably a couple people. It is. Right now. I think they said it's up like seven hundred and fifty percent. What the fuck? I mean, like, cause nobody was getting named Giannis before, but that's crazy when you start a name. Mm-hmm. Like one thing, I have Jalen Rose. Like there were no Jalens before Jalen Rose. Like that's one thing he always reminds. It's a good name. <laughs> even people, mama was named Jalen. <laughs> <laughs> like damn, dude. But yeah, man, it's gonna be love either way. So. I get what John Wall is saying, and I think just do it the right way, and you're going to get it. Pause. I think overall, like, people kind of need to stop looking at it like championship or not because it's like different people have different goals. They have different things that, uh, like, make things worthwhile for them. So, like, mm-hmm. for some people, it might be like, I just want to win a championship. Like, ring chasers, like, they just want a title. Like, it don't matter where it's said. They don't have to have – Right. Like, that's what they're playing the game for. And then other people are like, I want to – I want to score as many points as possible. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what they go for. Or, like, I want to be in a place that I want to go home and play and do all these things for the city. Regardless, like, different people have different things that will mark a success for them. It's not necessarily a championship. Like, just because you put, you ascribe more value to that doesn't mean that they have to because they're the ones out there playing. Like, like for your job, like you, some people come to work because they like the feel. Some people come to work because it's it pays them the most. Like some people <laughs> go to work because I ain't have anything better to do. Like it's, there are different things. That Spe- speaking of work, real quick, I have a performance review tomorrow. So if you're listening to oh, this on, on Wednesday and it's like before 11 a.m., 
Woo, pray, child. No, yeah. I'm playing. I send, should be okay. Send, but send no, me for like real. the prayer hands if you got an iPhone and you know some some good yeah, vibes. Yeah, send me some stuff. send me some vibes. And if it's after eleven, just be like, I hope it went well. Actually, don't say nothing because it might not. <laughs> you know what? We're not going just good stuff. Think good, good positive good vibes. Good things for the Millie. Good things. WWE SummerSlam. That's this weekend, y'all. It is. I had the. Um, I was watching Raw last night. Well, the end of it. Okay. I gotta watch SmackDown today. I also gotta watch. I hope Marquette's winning the the throwback. TBT? Yeah, the throwback tournament. That game was cracking <laughs> on Sunday. My God, Travis Diener. Still got a. Never mind. I was gonna say still got a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Almost forty years old. Oh wait, sorry. So I found the Giannis thing. So last year, the name Giannis increased by one hundred and thirty-five percent. And it's up 662% since My 2016. Giannis. <laughs> Fewer than five newborns were named Giannis as recently as 2015. In 2018, there were 61. <laughs> and only five of them were in Wisconsin. Really? I can see that being a worldwide thing. There is U.S. only. Huh. Oh. 16 of them in the U.S. 61. 61. Was California one of the bigger states? It doesn't break it down oh, that way. I bet California was one. Anyways, SummerSlam this weekend. 6 p.m. Fuck WWE Network. If you actually just want to like watch a guaranteed good wrestling show, though, NXT the night before. Man, they be putting on some fucking shows, though. If you want to see good, like, watch that. Like, of all the things that I missed. The only thing that I miss from the, the WWE mm-hmm. network is takeovers. Takeovers. Do you, do you want my password? Mm. You want to come over? Mm. On Saturday? Off air. Off air. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, SummerSlam Sunday. Uh, we're just going to go through the matches real quick. If you got a comment on them, you know, throw it out there. But at the very least, just say if you think it's going to be a good match or not. Let's go through this card. Universal no. Champion <laughs> <laughs> Universal Championship Brock Lesnar who's the champ against Seth Rollins and he just keeps beating Seth Rollins up beating the dog shit out of him like Seth is hurt hey that, that ass what he took last week I was like man I was sitting there screaming at the TV oh shit and then he came back again this week with bandaged ribs limping to the ring with a chair like first of all you know you too slow like the chair ain't gonna help he big as a bitch bro you, remember the chair shots he used to eat from the Hardy Boys you seen this motherfucker get in the face with a chair why would you bring a chair in there he's just gonna eat it okay uh <laughs> not a fan of that match WWE Championship <laughs> Kofi Kingston who's the champ against Randy Orton I think it'd be a good match Randy can still wrestle Kofi can still wrestle. I think they'll put on an entertainment match. Such Randy Orton match has been boring since twenty since I came back to wrestling. That was like twenty ten. <laughs> that's 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 a reach. Because him and Seth Rollins match at WrestleMania was great. Yes, it was. That was the damn outside near the match WrestleMania. <laughs> that was damn near the match. That the was night. a great match. Because I mean, the ending was good. No, the whole match. The whole match was, was great. Good. That was I when everybody and, thought Rollins was finna be the truth. Like, oh, I went Rollins back and watched that, that one a couple times. That was a great... Yeah, I forgot about that one. That was a great that match. That was probably his last great match, though. I don't know about that. Which one did he have after that? I couldn't tell you. Because it ain't memorable. So, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one until you said it, though. If someone said another one, I might be like, yeah, that's it. I've been watching. Uh, okay. He ain't got it, boss. 
<laughs> so you said that might but be a good I think match. it'll be a good match because he hasn't really wrestled lately anyway. He's been hurt. He has a neck injury. He shouldn't be wrestling. He's he big as a bitch now, though. He shouldn't be wrestling. I just remembered that. Go sit down somewhere, Randy. I think he's trying to catch Flair. He shouldn't be your neck. You shouldn't be. Was he like a fourteen or fifteen time? I think Cena's fifteen or you no know, Cena tied him at sixteen. I don't care when it's a <laughs> neck injury. You shouldn't be wrestling. Kurt Angle shouldn't have been wrestling. And he got he got choked. Do you out. see Kurt Angle now? He got choked out. He on can't Monday. even move his neck. He got to move his whole upper body. That's why he got choked out. He couldn't see <laughs> coming. <laughs> Tom wrestling. Sorry. Broken neck. All right. Uh, Raw Women's Championship. Becky Lynch, who's the champ against Natalia. It's a submission match. Submission match. Meh. It might be good. We'll see. Smackdown Women's just, Champion. Oh, go ahead. Scanning this card and like none of this shit stands out to me at all. Like, okay, there's one. Bailey Ember Moon. I think it's gonna be great. There's one match on here that's interesting to me. When we get to it, you call it out. Okay. Uh. Bailey Ember Moon. Bailey Emberman. I th- think Becky Lynch and Natalia is going to be a good match, by the way. SmackDown Women's Championship, you said yes or no? Yes. Bailey, Bailey Ember versus Emberman. Yeah. I that should be a good show. Good match. Good match, I should say. United States Championship, you got AJ Styles, who's the champ against. Ricochet! Yeah, this, fuck is, with this, it. this is the match. That's going to be a good match. And, like, I know she said they've been fighting, like, for mm-hmm. the last couple months, but I haven't seen any of them. So, like, everything is new to me. If you can find it, catch their very first. No, their second match. For AJ Styles' title, mm-hmm. bruh, it's <laughs> a good fucking match. That was the best match to me that they've had so far. Then you got uh, Kevin Owens against Shane McMahon, and if Kevin Owens loses, he, he quits. What is Shane falling through this time? Something. Is he going through the Titan Tron this well, time? I forgot to say, Seth Rollins guaranteed that he was going to win on Sunday. He was so disheartened when he said that. I'm here. That's all <laughs> I got. I guarantee I win on Sunday. No, he had came back. It was the passion, but it was tired passion. Pause. <laughs> Fuck that. Anyways. Oh, shit. Sorry. You got Finn versus Bray. That's going to be a good match. Oh, Demon Finn probably going to It's come not out Demon too. Finn. It's Man, what did fuck him? <laughs> Finn's going to lose. The Fiend is. Because Bray's all new with the weird Joker mask thingamajig that kind of does freak me he out. He took the mandible cloth from mankind. That's his move right now. Cool. Smart. That other oh, fits him. You got the Miz against Dolph Ziggler. No, it ain't. Oh, you're right. Because out of nowhere on Raw last night, Goldberg comes out during the <laughs> contract signing. <laughs> I was in the bedroom, about to go to sleep, and Norman was still watching wrestling. The mayor, shout out to the mayor. And I'm in bed, and I hear the start of Goldberg's music, and I was sitting there like, I can't be hearing what I'm hearing. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. And then I literally just said, is that Goldberg? And he was like, yep. <laughs> they making sure that these motherfuckers get their redemption matches. So I had to watch. Goldberg signed the contract instead of Miz. So it's going to be Dolph Ziggler against Goldberg. Oh, we thought it was going to be Shawn Michaels. We did. For a minute. Because he super kicked the shit out of Shawn. And then Shawn turned around and kicked the snot out that motherfucker. Like, he kicked the ponytail off of Dolph, dog. But we're going to see Goldberg fight. They got to make up for that bullshit him and Taker did. Taker had that's the match with right. Roman Reigns. I was going to say, that's smart. Like, Why did they put it like... Ziggler's gonna put him right. Ziggler's gonna do a good job, but a one-on-one match probably wasn't the best. If you wanted to make Goldberg look the best, you could actually. I, I mean, it's gonna be a short match anyway because mm-hmm. it's Goldberg. It's gotta be, but like that makes it more believable. Not 
believable, but it makes him more believable. Like Dolph big Ziggler ass Goldberg and little ass Ziggler. And they ain't gonna hurt Ziggler because nobody really cares anyway. What would be funny is if they had like Dolph running the whole pay per view, like trying to avoid it, but then he had to come out and if they're gonna make it a squash match, like make it an entertaining one. And then you have Charlotte Flair against Trish Stratus. Who cares? I want to see that too. I think Trish still got. You a just want to see Trish. <laughs> Trish still fine too. Yeah, she's still fine. I think she looked better when. She, never mind. She looked plasticky. A little too much work. She she passed the. You know what? I'm not going. I'm not even going to put down this woman. You know what, Trish? Oh, she, Boom. she was a fitness. You, uh, you got what you wanted. You. That was her gimmick. You rock it. She was doing yoga for real, for real when she left. Well, yeah. <laughs> you rock it, girl. If you like it, I love it. We do want to say, though, speaking of love, uh, rest in peace to Harley Race. He was 76 years old when he passed. He's been unhealthy for a little while, from what I could gather. And um, the wrestling community poured their hearts out to him. So rest in peace, Harley. Make sure ain't no pronos popping up on him. What you trying to do? NBA schedule leaks. I didn't want to answer here the answer to the question. I just wanted to, you know, keep it rolling. Uh... They released the Christmas Day slate. It came out. And honestly, I think ours were better. Yeah. It's funny that we did that and they turned around and released it right after we did our list. I think ours were better. But they, right. they yes. had they to be. always listening. <laughs> least shoot us some credit or some <laughs> goddamn. <laughs> Motherfuckers. So what they went with on Christmas Day is Lakers Clippers. Which everybody, everybody called Everybody that called that one. Milwaukee at Philly. Not everybody. at Philly, but we called that match. Too. I have a problem with the fact that this game is in Philly. Yeah, we have the reigning MVP for Christ. Like my God, we the, the best returning team. team in the East, and we're not at home on Christmas. Do y'all not believe in Milwaukee at Christmas time? Because let me tell you it's something. That's a instant. <laughs> no, not even not even beauty. But if you get our fans at a game on a holiday, it will the whole city will be buzzing on cri- on Christmas snow. It don't matter. Open these presents. Get your shit on. Let's go. Exactly. <laughs> you know exactly. What? I'm gonna read this charitably. They want it to be an actual game. So they have to stick Philly at home because otherwise, who wants to see a blowout on Christmas? We yes. do. I know, but I'm, I'm saying like a national audience, who wants to see a blowout on Christmas? Like they want to see a good game back and forth. Then y'all shouldn't have gave us Philly. <laughs> I kept dragging New York punk ass back in the motherfucking Christmas games. But they ain't in there this year. You also have New Orleans at Denver. Uh, they are pushing the hell out of Zion. Yes, they are. To Honest, the moon. To be honest with you, they were my backup. Uh, what's the name last week? Teams. Yeah, because I said Denver should either go against Utah or I had New Orleans, and I scratched New Orleans out and put Utah. I don't I think, think it would be a good game. I think if you wanted to see Zion, we could have had it a better uh, – like if Toronto had to play because they're the champions, like mm-hmm. send Zion to Toronto. But no. It's a good team around them, though. I think it will be a really entertaining game. I'm sure it will be. I, I will, I'm going to watch all five of these. Hey, I'm assuming this is going to be the last game of the night for Zion. I mean, I'm just saying because it's a Western Conference game, yeah. like more likely. Either them or we also have Houston and Golden State. But I feel like they'll want that closer to prime time. That's true too. And then but you also have uh, Boston and Toronto, which I feel like somebody had that on the list. Was it Ken? He's like, I don't know. He had something that was. He, it was Toronto, Brooklyn, maybe. It was something. It was I'm Toronto, like, oh. somebody. I don't know. They really should have gave us Boston, Brooklyn, though. No, yeah. I don't want to see Kyrie get booed on Christmas. I would. It would have been an entertaining game because right now they probably even. It would have been must see TV, especially if that's the first time you, man. Anyways, because Jalen Brown will get his shit off this year. I have, like I'm, what the Christmas Day games are whatever like they're all for the most part pretty marquee teams. Um, like there aren't really any big teams that were left off. Like I guess Utah, but eh. um, <laughs> I do have a problem with opening night though. 
go ahead tell them what it is uh first of all lakers and clippers i said last week the first time that they meet should be on christmas Save that match for later. Save that matchup. Like, <clears throat> let them get into it. Let the teams get rolling. Also, like, Paul George probably won't be ready for the start of the season. Um, they got to make sure L.A. gets the upper hand to create the the, the story and the narrative of the season. I'm just saying, like, there were better, <laughs> op- there were better <laughs> opportunities. Give them a one-up. Like, mm-hmm. it, if anything, like, if you're going to have Toronto play and the Clippers, like, just make it that game so that then Kawhi can be there for ring night. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much more sense. Um, but again, like I said, they're put. Sorry, the games are Lakers, Clippers, and Toronto, New Orleans. So again, they're pushing the hell out of Zion. Hmm. Christmas and opening night. Hmm. But Giannis can't get an opening game. All right. <laughs> Giannis can't even play at home on Christmas. That's crazy. What a world. Of anything, no like give us New, or- New Orleans, Milwaukee. Ooh. Um. You know what? Oh, Giannis go dunk on Zion, bro. <laughs> this might be something <laughs> I should say off the air, but I would love to go to New Orleans this season for the Bucks game. That would be lit. Hmm. When is it? When is it? We don't know. We don't. Uh, the schedule ain't I'm out. just saying, mm. New go like, cause I want to go to an away game. Wait, mm-hmm. that Paris game is that against the Pelicans? No, the no, Hornets. Against the Hornets. Oh. Yeah. I've been looking at them flight prices. <laughs> they went up. Yeah, a little bit. Like they were in the four hundred. You got your pass. Dude, come on, I'm gonna be in Paris. <laughs> Paris. But oh, yeah. I should go there with Pierre. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh-huh. Any other schedule? Bonjour, mon ami. <laughs> takes before he go no. all the way off the rails. Okay. No, no, madame. The big three league. Hey, I had fun. They rolled through Milwaukee this past weekend. They did. Mind if I take it from you? I just want to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just want to real quick. Y'all know how long Tim been talking about getting media credentials for the big three? Like, since we started. Like, Damn. they started when we started, and he was like, we should be they, they official, they stuff. They podcast, they, they, they ambassadors, they liaisons. And, then, <laughs> and this year, <laughs> big three came to Milwaukee, and guess who got media credentials? Your boy! Hey! <laughs> it, was, it was fun, though. It was, I'm going to tell you this. Let me set you up. You got take it. a sip of your water. Yeah, right. <laughs> Let me set you up. Hold on. Time out. <laughs> no, I'm saying because he rushed into it she before. Had to play up. He rushed into it before he didn't let me work. For sure. And I had it for it. And then you oh. took another sip. <laughs> it's your turn to talk. What you talking about me for? Uh, how was you setting me up then? I said I set you up initially. Oh. But you were trying to cut me off because you're like, can I take it from here now? And I'm like, let me talk first. Oh, for sure. Jesus. Yeah, anywho. <laughs> It's okay. Um, so the big three was here, um, and I did end up securing some media pass, uh, some media credentials and stuff like that. It was a, it was actually a, a, it was a great fucking time. The, it was a learning experience. So I made sure to tell people while I was there, like, listen, it's the first time I'm here doing this shit, so I may need a little bit of help. Just like point me in the right direction and stuff. And honestly, we came in. I came in through like a back entrance off of Sixth Street. Um. Came through, got the uh, little sticker, the media pass sticker and stuff like that. They took it. We had a catering room where they had like chefs and shit. <laughs> then it was a, the media work room, and then there was the press conference room. Right. So pretty much how it worked, we came out the media room. We could go in the catering room where they have the uh, the athletes in there. So like it was uh, Jason Terry then was in there, Larry Sanders then stuff like that. I didn't know until I was about to leave that I act- could actually walk in there. Mm. I thought it was just for family and because they had you know each wall they had what media access allowed you in there. Mm-hmm. I didn't see media until somebody was like, oh, you know, you just walk in there. I was like, 
I didn't fucking know that. Otherwise, I'd have got some pictures and shit like that. I was also told that you're not supposed to be fan-like. So I didn't really right. take too many pictures. As you should Motherfuckers was out there taking plenty of pictures and shit. <laughs> uh, I'm like, what the fuck, bro? But again, you. it was my very first time. Right. It was a learning experience. Yeah, you can, you can be doing all that. I, I was trying to make sure I wouldn't get kicked the fuck out. They probably had relationships with those yeah. people. Right. It was a lot of people that's been there before. They're like, oh, hey, 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 hey. Reggie Brown was all up and through that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but, Sweet um, as Butter Brown. So it was, uh, but yeah, so what they end up doing is when we leave out the media room, we walk down the hall, down the hall, we walk, we have to walk past the players. So Jason Terry, actually, I was like, oh, hey, Mr. Terry, how you doing? He came over to me, oh, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? Today? I was like, I'm good, how you doing? <laughs> 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 I'm trying to have the nerd out and geek out and fan out and shit. Um, I, I, saw, I saw Larry Sanders. I was like, I was like, oh, what up? <laughs> but it was it was Dang. cool. It was fun. It was it was real fun. Rashard Lewis was the very first person I seen. That motherfucker was the size of the ceiling. I was like, Jesus oh, Christ, you big as a bitch. <laughs> like he was tall as shit. Like, he like six ten? Something I, like that. That's what he listed. He, he, man, motherfucking be seven feet. There really ain't no difference between seven feet and sixteen. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> I mean from your vantage from point. From your yeah. Same thing. <laughs> same goddamn same. For you, for sure. For y'all too. <laughs> y'all look up that motherfucker, it's the same thing. <laughs> y'all still looking up too. Um, but no, so after we left out of the media room, they took us through like this back elevator and we went to the press boxes. So we could have our own setup there, laptop shit like that, little TVs mm-hmm. and shit like that. It was a cool setup. So, but how they had it working is after each game, we had a press conference. So they kind of gave us a little sheet of a rundown with each team doing this season, the storylines and shit like that. So you could come up with questions and stuff. First game was the Aliens, Aliens. versus Three's Company. Mm-hmm. Aliens been on a losing streak. Three's company been on the winning streak. Just so having a flip flop. Greg Oden was getting his shit off. Yeah. <laughs> he was balling. I was like, dude, Greg looked actually pretty good. And Brandon Rush had five threes. I was like, he was hot as a bitch. But um Four that was cool. Up. That was cool. And then they came down. So Brandon Rush, Greg Oden didn't come in there. Larry Sanders didn't come in there. I'm not Larry Sanders. Uh Shannon Brown came in. Brandon Rush came in and who was the third person? Was the coach it, came in. Was it Ryan Hollins? Or did he duck that <laughs> smoke? Yeah, fuck no, it wasn't no Ryan Hollins. He didn't even play. <laughs> How you getting DMPs in the watch league? I, I was like, dog, what the fuck? But Ryan And didn't then talking about the goddamn MVP. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, okay, so Ryan. Of the real playing. league, motherfucker. Right. <laughs> That's um, why you got booed. But it was mm, it was boop. it was a good game. Uh like I said, the uh, the aliens won. Game number two was cracking. That was the best game. Cracking. Motherfucking Trinity has been, I mean, Triplets has been on a roll this season. They was only like 5-1 and one going into the game. They end up winning the game. Joe Johnson is just like. He, I told so, you. As of right now. When, I told you. When they gave us the paper, this motherfucker is averaging like 24 points a game. I told you. It's only 50 oh. to win. <laughs> <laughs> He's averaging 24. The man had 26 that game. No bullshit. So pretty much before, so as the game ends, they be like, oh, game point when it gets down to four points. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I was working with um, some ladies yep. who work for Fox Sports and CBS. It was like, at this point, that's when you start making your way downstairs so we can get down there and make sure we can get our one-on-ones to get the meeting. So game two going, and I'm watching them. They coming back, and she was like, okay. They were like, game point. I was like, okay. They was down by like six at that point. And then she was like, oh, we should go downstairs. I was like, no, just just chill. Like, I'm like, something weird might happen. I was like, let's feel it. I was like, they just, they hooping. And she was like, you show? I was like, Trust me on this. I feel like they hooping. <laughs> they was down more than six. They was down by twelve at one point. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it was like third. It was like forty-two to twenty-eight or some shit like that. Like they was busting their ass. Joe Johnson doing one-handed layups on <laughs> shit. I'm like, bro, he was busting their ass. So at the end of the game, 
Alan Anderson was actually hitting some clutch threes for him too. Mm-hmm. And fucking uh Jamarion Jamarion Moon. Yeah. Oh, it says where he can shoot. <laughs> he was knocking him down. He had a big three and he had a two. Yeah. But um then all of a sudden the last play of the game come. All I don't know how uh what was his name? Mustafa? No, nah, nah, you talking about Mike Moved up to a roof. Yeah, I'll roof. Roof. <laughs> I don't know how he got switched on to Joe, but as soon as he got switched, I was like, oh, it's a mismatch, bro. So Joe goes to Key. Javarian Moon was on the left. He's like, move, bro. Move. <laughs> he went to the other side. Motherfucker looked at him, leaned back, fade away four for the step, winner. A step I, back. As he threw it up, I was like, bang on him. <laughs> Motherfucker smacked that one. The, la- the stadium was lit, dog. Lit. And the, the lady that I was working with, um, she was just like, you would think that he was from here the way y'all acted. I was like, no, we fuck with good play, bro. Yeah. Like, and it's ISO Joe. Like, he getting this shit off. He won them that damn game, so they won 50 to 48. So, of course, the winning team always comes down to the press conferences. Mm-hmm. So, the winning team, they brought down Joe Johnson, Al Jefferson, and Alan Anderson. So, I ended up getting my question. So, I'm going to play it here. Because <laughs> I was going to post it, but I was like, you know, it'd be good content for the show and shit. I hear you. Good idea. So, uh, Timothy with Technical File Podcast. Um, with this win, I know you guys still have to wait one more. You need a little bit of help to clinch the playoff spot, but it don't look like nobody can stop y'all right now. Do you have any team out there that you think that can give y'all an issue? Because I don't. respect <laughs> every single team we face, and any team can be beaten on any given evening, night, afternoon, and we know that. Um, we would never uh, dismiss any team and say that we could win it or that um, they could beat us. Um, but what we do know is that we feel confident in what our, our game plan is, the players that we have, and the togetherness that we have. Our team chemistry is outstanding, and I do believe from my experience in winning and winning championships that this type of team chemistry is definitely what it takes to win. So I was kind of happy. Because I didn't ask shit the first time, bro. You tried, <laughs> you tried to set them so up. I, but, I mean, at the end of the day, I asked them. I was like, was that a bad question? Because the way she answered it, I thought that she was kind of like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they was like, no, that actually was a perfect question. Like, that was an absolutely fantastic question to ask her. Because, I mean, that is something to ask. They are in their first season. She is Lisa Leslie. Love her. Lisa <laughs> Leslie <laughs> is in her first season coaching them. And they're number one in the league right now. So even with them being down by 12, 13 points, they, they hit this four, yeah. win the game, it is a valid question. And so they was like, it was a good question. So I didn't feel as bad about it. But I did try to ask her for a one-on-one after the fact. So we walking out. I was like, hey, coach. Coach, uh, can I get a one-on-one with you? She was like, everything you wanted to ask me, you should ask me in there. She's like, I got to go. But she did not. She did it nice. But she was right. like, you should have asked me in there. I was like, I thought I could get a one-on-one with you. She was like, I, I got to get ready to go. She's like, maybe next time. I was like, okay, <laughs> all right. But next it was it was cool, man. It was it was definitely dope. And then um, make sure you say your full name next time. Yeah, right. Well, they want they said what I should have said. Well, what I should say is my publication, and you can say whatever your first name is. Mm-hmm. But make sure oh, you your get publication. your publication out there so they know who you're with. I got you. So I was like, okay, okay. So, so if you, so if, if someone was there, they should say technical file podcast. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And then like, hey, my name is so and so with technical file podcast, or it was like, hey, I'm Sarah from the e- uh, CBS Sports. I got like you. that. So they don't really give a fuck about your name. We care about the publication. <laughs> but I had a peach shirt on. So game three <laughs> uh, was the Trilogy versus the Ball Hawks. It was Jason Terry, Kenya Martin team. 
The reason why I say that, because again, when I was walking past Jason Terry, it was like, oh, hey, Mr. Terry, you know, oh, hey, what's going on? <laughs> Got him with the young blood, what's how, how you doing type <laughs> shit. And he's taller than I thought he was. <laughs> Everybody's gonna be taller than he's <laughs> taller, man. Like, We've been here before. He but, um, thank you. I, I had a peach <laughs> shirt on, so literally, uh, Ball Hogs was, for some reason, in this game. Because they haven't really been in no games all season, really. They were they hadn't won a game at all. No, and they they were sticking around, so everybody's kind of like, this is kind of weird. You know, <laughs> like they end the game with like twenty four points. Team? How the fuck they leading at halftime? Who's on that team? Uh, Brian Scalabrini. Uh, uh, say less. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's his squad. Um, but like, if that's where you start. Yeah. Like that's that's the end. Yeah. And uh, so when the trilogy came in, Kenya Martin came in with. Uh, Smarto mm-hmm. Samuels. Mm-hmm. He was shooting threes and shit. So my, I asked him a question. That was the first question. I was like, hey, I was like, since when could you shoot? I was like, you must have been working on your three or something like that. Because like, nobody's <laughs> known you to be a shooter. Uh-huh. And he was like, yeah, I was overseas. You know, I've been working on my game this offseason. I've been making sure that, you know, I can bring more versatility to what I am. He like, because now the game, the big man needs to be able to step out, stuff like that. So another good question. <laughs> it's another good question. But the whole time... Immediately when Kenya Martin walked in, he just kind of like eyeballing me. Because I was sitting in the second row, but I had this peach shirt on and I had my glasses. So I was just looking, and I could just see him like he he talk, and he looked, and he just stare at me. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, I don't know if it's this shirt or something. Like, but he was not, like, he just kept kind of eyeballing me. And I thought it was hilarious. Were you but... the only black dude in the room? No. So there was another. I, just, just, I was just thinking, like, maybe. No, it was another publication from here. With uh, Marquette High School apparently has like a communications program that they bring students in to get them to. So I guess they was at the big three tournament that was here. And then, yeah, so they had the Olympic uh, tryout thing, Uh, the Red Bull three on three tryout for the Olympic team. hmm. That was here. He was like, it wasn't that many people that showed up. I was like, everybody be talking about they be hooping here. He was like, yeah, that's what I said, too. He's like, but it wasn't that many people that showed up. I was like, huh. Like Maybe people didn't know about it, but I seen it off of social media like a mug. Anyways, um, no, it was. Wait, what's your peach shirt got to do with Kenya Martin? Because I was sitting in the second row when nobody in front of me. Like, I was like bright. Just... Like, I was the brightest person in the room, easily. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, I you made it was... a comment about it or. I was, it was supposed to be I business casual. I was the only one in there with slacks and a polo. Everybody else had, like, the Nikes on. I'm like, bro, I thought it was, like, business casual. I'm like, you know what? Learning experience. It's the business. It's the big three, show. Yeah. But still, <laughs> learning experience. I was like, I remember. In the in the, should in the tried, future, should have tried to get an interview with Ice Cube. I did, but they because he was right across the hall from us, mm-hmm. but he was never in there. And mm-hmm. they was like, so she told me she was like, the best way to do this is to kind of just randomly act like you lost. <laughs> she was like, just act you like would you be lost. great at that. And, and that's what she said. She was like, you ain't never been down here before, so it's valid. You're media. You're not. You could be from here, but you just telling me it's your first time. But oh, uh, I don't know which room I'm supposed to be in because he literally was across the hall from us. <laughs> And I was like, I'm really trying to get to CQ. I got some things to ask him. I had a dream about him the night before. Pause. Pause. Not like that. I had a dream. I was trying to tell him about our show, and then he was trying to kick me out. <laughs> so I was like. So, oh, sad dream was in your head when you actually got there. Yeah. So I was like, hey. It's I already like, went it's like this in my dreams. You already so knew well. what you were going to do. Yeah. I was like, I already know what you're going to say. You know, everything. I was like, I already got the rebuttal already. For that, was, that was God giving you a vision. Like, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> do not do this, please. <laughs> but I didn't get a chance to see him, though. Um, but it was, like I said, it was dope. And I'm definitely going to be busting my ass to try to get some more. Like, pause. Bucks, <laughs> Packers. Hard pause. pause. <laughs> but, like, but I hear you. I'm trying to, I'm, like, it, w- it was 
dope. I hear you. I'm proud of you, dude. Yeah, I don't know if it's still the case because uh, they might have cracked down on it. But I know a couple years ago I went to a bus game and like that entire like media section was basically all like blogs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, they really don't have that high of a threshold like for media, yeah. quote unquote. So a tip off air. Was- no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> off air. Fair enough. Look into some NFL transactions. There's only one. Do we have to. Yep. Tom Brady got the bag. Two years, $70 million. He turned 42 on, on Saturday, by the way. And then he put his house up for sale. Hey, he, he not probably got like four of them. <laughs> yeah. 40 million. He might have got a bigger one. Now that he got a check. <laughs> he still uh, Underpaid? isn't the bread, he still isn't the breadwinner in his family. Exactly. That's wild. <laughs> that is wild. And he's a star and NFL player. Good for you, Tom. The way he passed that ball, he's just so quick to get out of his hand. Because he don't want to... Bro. He going to be playing. He going to be all right. Uh, NBA transactions. Golden State, they extended Draymond Green. He agreed to a $100 million four-year maximum contract extension. Not a max. That's why I was like the snot, because he can actually get like 200-something in the offseason. But he got extended. Four years, $100 million. And I mean, uh, that's smart because he wasn't getting like a max deal next year anyway. Like, yeah, nobody got the money. Like, like, oh, he left X amount of dollars on he the table. He knew he had it good where he was at. Right. Like, that's about the top end of, and he locks it in now. So, and he has a player option too. And he's probably on his decline. So, mm-hmm. take the bag. Take the money while you while it's available. <clears throat> so this brings his total deal to five years, one hundred and eighteen million. So we got they 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 got their core locked. Draymond, Steph. Clay mm-hmm. and D'Angelo, if you believe it, I don't. Do you? You don't think he gonna stay there the whole I've, season? No. One, if Clay comes and Clay's talking about like our dynasty ain't over, and I'm gonna come back stronger and better, and I believe him because he's, he's that a dude. machine. Like he's <clears throat> weird. I mean, honestly, like Jabari came back more athletic from his yeah. ACL, so put some spring in his knees. Where did he go? Who signed him? ATL. Oh, that's right. Lance Stevenson, he signed in China. Dang, that was my Vince Carter segue right there. I missed it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Lance, he in China. One year, four mil. From blown in ears to China. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and Vince Carter, he's going to return for his record-setting 22nd NBA season after signing with Atlanta for what, for what will most likely be his final season, according to him. If he plays a game in 2020, which I'm sure he will, he'll be the first to ever play in four different decades. Mm. He's actually older than Trey Young's dad. So he's older than his teammate's dad. Mm. He's going to pass Dirk, Kobe, Kevin Willis, and Robert Parrish for the most NBA seasons played for mm. one team. Not for one team. Or played, period. My fault. I'm adding words that ain't there. Looking for the aux court. You being a Tim. I am. I'm doing too much. Oh, here you go. It's time to go to the radio. Red Joe. Now, <laughs> if you're new here, the radio segment is where we uh, we highlight an artist that is an athlete because it's interesting to us that athletes, you know, dabble in music so much. So we made it into a segment that we do every week. It's a radio station. Right now, you're going to go backstage into our production meeting as I talk to the gentleman about what we're going to be playing. I shot another shot on Twitter, by the way. <sighs> At who? I know you seen it. At who? No, I just put it out there that we be we be doing a segment. <clears throat> I, I didn't. And then I be I added John Cena and <laughs> Dame and Marvin Bagley and Tony Parker and I put Macho Man on there. 
<laughs> what? I said, I said, in the late great. Oh, I was about to say, I thought you were talking about you were tagging people. I'm like, you can't but tag. I tagged all the other ones. I couldn't tag Macho Man. <laughs> That's why I was confused. I know. This is a conversation it's we okay. shouldn't be having. <laughs> I just told him, hey, if y'all got fire, let us know. Because we, we uh, featured Bobby Fino. Dog, I listened to his EP. It's good. That motherfucker's nice. It's a, it's I picked the wrong song. <laughs> <laughs> but I listened to that song again. I actually like it more. I fucked with it. I liked it. I played it. I fucked with it. You kept snaring drum over and then Man, you that, even that hear motherfucking it. snare though. I liked it. This week is going to be a song by Jules. Do you know who that is? I do. Mm. No. This is a song that got me in trouble too. So you know who Jules is, eh? No, I don't. Should we t- no we have to tell no, him. No, we don't talk. No, no don't, let no, him let no, him guess okay. at the okay. after it's over. Okay. So we are going Tom, to just I'm, I'm I'm winging this uh intro then. It I will tell you this, it's a rap song. Okay. Bars. I mean, it's called 40, 40 bars. bars. <laughs> <laughs> also, actually, I'll wait. I'll say that after. <clears throat> so, bars. now that you don't know by who Jules. this is, by Jules. By Jewels. No. no. no Jules. Jules. <laughs> it's spelled Jewels, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's J E W E L Z. Hey, that's how he. That's how he spelled his name. I mean, neither. Never mind. Yeah, I get it. It's not <laughs> a word anyway, so. Could be spelled out. I want, mean Santana. Though. Do you want the song to start before you go, or do you want me to play it after you cue me in? Um, it's forty bars, so he go try to get his shit off. So I'll do it beforehand. Okay. Let's count you down. And five, four, three, two. WTECK Radio 69.9169 is fine. It's your boy T-I-M-K-I-N-Z The number three DJ Such and such We got jewels No, we got jewels <laughs> Body balls <laughs> Give it to With one name, Jules name is slain. Anything on this plane remains are found when the best kept secret get heated. You went platinum with a ghostwriter, so in the game you won, you cheated. My slang banging, you need it. Man enough to pull a gun, be man enough to squeeze it. Damn, you don't believe it. Anything to do with millions, I'ma be with it. Hats off to the hardcore niggas, fuck the rest. And my guess, y'all useless, just talking music. Never mistake me for a fake MC, you got the wrong identity. Nigga, I'm CT. Get murdered in a second, in first degree. Come at me with faggot tendencies, you'll be sleeping with a magazine. Ain't nothing kinda used to beef, actually. But when it's on, I raise first automatically. Won't catch me as a victim in a rap casualty Come on. Dynasty Raiders hit VA in the summertime what? Ten Bentleys in one line Gas in each hand, twin four fives in mine Snipers hitting niggas long distance for a rape Sons and daughters, one order, you be floating in water Bad news, home of the Dynasty Raiders One love to the old school niggas dead in jail that tried to raise us Even the ones that tried to blaze us but couldn't even grace us so them bitch ass niggas y'all killing don't amaze it Hey yo, this my nigga Jules representing bad news Hey yo, my homie, set that shit Everybody stay fly, get money, killing, fuck bitches I'm hitting anything in plain view for my riches VH fine is filling up ditches when niggas turn bitches Dying for zero digits, I'm a giant, y'all midges I know killers that kill for a fee that'll kill your ass for free Believe me, how you wanna die fast or slowly Fast as a road, slow as a roly-poly 
I bought your shit, it was weak Transit, now you owe me All the hardcore niggas know me I ain't knocking, I'm just gonna bust up in a motherfucker Taking anything that's rightfully mine Plus AK rifles and nines But see crew thick designs With jewels that shine all the time Ain't nothing sweet about this rate of mistake I got niggas where you eat shit, sleep and beat your meat Die reaching for heat, leave you leaking in the streets Niggas screaming he was a good boy ever since he was born But fuck it, he going, life must go on Niggas don't live that long None whatsoever. This type of murder don't Cause it sounds just like him. Exactly. <laughs> he just talking. <laughs> he definitely just talking because God that Wow. <laughs> That's even funny. In case you don't know, it's Allen Iverson, everybody. It is Allen Iverson. It is the answer. <laughs> if you're from Milwaukee, you I ain't probably asked that call <laughs> That's funny. But yeah. That's funny. That was garbage. <laughs> That's funny. Man. Bars. David Stern heard that and was like, No. Nah. Never. Nah. How dare you be smirched the name? <laughs> Nah. Of the NBA by trying to put this out. Nah. That oh, album was never that before came out. or after the MVP? Uh, this was like after. I know his profile was so huge that David Stern was like, This is this cannot happen. Right. Like you I got too many like kids right loving after. you. Yeah. Finna have my here. <laughs> the album got cancelled, it never came out. Um and recently Alan Iverson said that was one of the best things that ever happened was that that album didn't come up. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, he sound like Ray Nitty when I asked him about, uh, you know, eat you out. <laughs> you nasty. He definitely walked up to Ray. If you're from Milwaukee, that will make you laugh. He walked up to Ray Nitty, who is a holy, a whole different dude yeah, now yeah, than yeah. he was when he <laughs> made different. Bow and hey, you nasty. For sure. And you walked up to that man <laughs> and said, what? <laughs> well, I was like... <laughs> I was like, damn, dog. You know, I released like, uh, you know, that one song. You, uh, girl, I'm hungry as hell. I want it. I'm like, damn, I'm mad that never blew up, bro. That shit was cold too. He was like, I'm glad that shit didn't blow. <laughs> like, I'm good. I'm glad that didn't happen, bro. Um, he was like, I'm completely different now than it was then. That was kind of wild, but uh, all right. <laughs> just walked so off. off on you. <laughs> like, damn, for sure. <laughs> Let's talk money real quick. So apparently. You know, some people say money and everything. Some other people will disagree. Jeremy Lin and David Griffin both made comments about their overall unhappiness, even though some could say they had an argue of riches. Jeremy Lin said, uh, actually, I don't know if I read Jeremy Lin part. Who want to read Jeremy Lin I'll part? I'll read it real quick. Uh, <clears throat> I don't like reading, period. That, that. You can be Griffin. <laughs> Every year it gets harder. In English, there's a saying, and it says, once you hit rock bottom, the only way is up. But rock bottom just seems to keep getting more and more rock bottom for me. So free agency has been tough because I feel like in some ways the NBA is kind of giving up on me. After the season I had, getting ready for uh, this Asia trip, and it was the last thing I wanted to do because I knew for six weeks I would just I would have to just put on a smile. I would have to talk about a championship that I didn't feel like I really earned. I would have to talk about a basketball future I don't know if I want to have. And honestly, it's just embarrassing. It's tough. I'm here to just tell you don't give up. For those of you who are working hard but you don't see results, don't give up. And David Griffin? <clears throat> Everything we did was so inorganic and unsustainable and frankly not fun. I was miserable. Literally the moment we won the championship, I knew I was going to leave. There was no way I was going to stay for any amount of money. So two different situations, but both 
unhappy in their situations. Both have received some criticism for their comments. Uh, Jeremy Lin pretty much said, like, I think there's power and vulnerability, so I'm not upset that I said anything at all. David Griffin called LeBron and said, hey, bro. I was talking about you. It, I, look, <laughs> you know we good. Right. It was you and Dan that had the problem. Dan made my job hard. Not you. They, they misquoted me. Even though you said LeBron. And <laughs> you blatantly said LeBron. And apparently LeBron's camp said, well, say what you just told me publicly. So he had to go on TV. <laughs> so he cleared that up. On TV. Because, you know, that's what, when LeBron tells you to do something, you do it. And I mean, like, I think that in if you can compare it to, like, a real-life workplace, like, you can in, not enjoy, like, you can be successful and not enjoy, like, the process of getting there. Yeah. Um, and it's like if you have people that, not necessarily them, but, like, the way that they're reacted to is, like, they get all the credit but none of the blame. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you have a personal problem with that person. You just have a personal. You have a problem with the situation, right? Um, and you can be unhappy even though you're being you're quote unquote successful because doing better than many many others, right? And it's like it's kind of like a process over results type of thing. And I mean, it's got to be rough for Jeremy too. He's been on eight teams in nine years. Yeah, that's a lot of moving. It is. I mean, he got and a, a lot of injuries. From Atlanta. I mean, from the Nets before he got traded to Atlanta. But then Atlanta still bought him out, so he still got that money for the most part. No, he's made, I think it's like yeah, over $50 million in his career. Like for who he, for the role of player that he is he and the career bad. that he has had, like he has had like a top 1% of like his outcome. Like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. his career could not have gone better aside from like maybe the injury that he had when right. he was in Brooklyn. Like other than that, like he has maximized like whatever little Every potential chance. he had. To be in the NBA, so like I guess that I get, I get where he's coming from because it's all about perspective. Like it's right. like you're you're the one who has to live through that situation, and like maybe it's not how you envision things playing out. But also, you need to have the perspective that rock bottom for you is way different from rock bottom from regular ass people person. on the street or even your peers like that have had like really shitty careers that Two haven't been in the right. Most people situation. with his talent level don't even last that long. No. And he's had, like, a 10-year NBA career. Yeah. So, like, be – I'm not going to say be grateful, but appreciate what you have and don't look at what you don't have because, again, you just won a championship. And, and I, I can – You don't feel – Yeah, and I can completely understand somebody who – like, for him, he had a whole different vision how this would all go. Mm-hmm. I can understand why he feels that way because his reality was shattered. Right. To us, we're like, you <laughs> you cleaned up. Right. So I, I can get it, but like you said, though he doesn't, he does seem to have a perspective over the situation that I think still did well. He was still trying to recapture the insanity, and he knew where he can go with. He it. can't so after his injuries. The little athleticism he had went out the window, and it's not even like he's been out of the league for like two or three years, and no, he's been he's fighting in like he 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 was just on a team two months ago. He's had like, chances. You can still like if you if you go and grind like t- like. If you were in a position where it's like I've exhausted every opportunity, like I've been, I've done tryouts, like I've been willing to work out for people, I've been willing to do X, Y, and Z to prove that I really want to be in the NBA. Even like dude then, who got called off from the Lakers, who's been in the G League for like call forever, it. right? Like you got to show that you're what, like, kind of like mellow. Like you kind of need to humble yourself. Like you're not the player that you were five years ago, so you need to adjust to your new reality. And it's like you have to, you have to go out and show that you're willing to accept what you think is beneath you if you want to get more get ahead or, or you just be cut cut your losses be like okay i had a good run and it's over well, like 
I the only reason why I don't necessarily agree with that is because as of February, he was a wanted commodity when Atlanta bought him out. There were people jockeying for Jeremy Lin. He signed with Toronto because Van Vliet got hurt. They were going to give him the opportunity to run it. His first night, I think he dropped 20 points mm-hmm. with Toronto. So he was wanted. He went yeah. to Toronto because he said he felt like they actually really wanted him. So once the season ends, he's felt like, okay, Van Vliet came back. No, he's my competition. Rotation. No time in the rotation in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So therefore, he felt like he didn't do anything in the playoffs. But I went to a team that expressed that they really wanted me. They told me they want me to come over here. They told me a role that I was going to have. They told me things that they had planned for me didn't happen in the playoffs. They didn't give me the chance to even do it in the playoffs. Now all of a sudden the playoffs is over. It's February they wanted me. Nobody really checking for me now. So I can get it. It's disappointment because you go from being loved or wanted mm-hmm. to nothing in six months. That sucks. So from his perspective, I can kind of understand it. Because for him, rock bottom is, oh, man, I finally get my chance. Damn, now y'all don't even want to even try to take a flyer on me? The cool, really? thing, again, the cool like, thing about life is that two things can be true at the same time. Mm-hmm. True. So, yes, I can see, feel his disappointment. I get his perspective wholeheartedly. But also, he should have perspective, like Eric said. Like, you are in a blessed position. Like, you weren't drafted. Mm. You made, fifty, like, 50 million like your family is set. you're an icon over like you're okay and he has opportunities that other players don't like the if, if he if his nba career is in fact over like he can go to asia and live lar- like yep. be like the biggest star in whatever asian league he plays in he can make more money he can command more money than anybody else and again again Money might not be the root of everything, but I, he has opportunities that other people don't. Like he has a standing offer from probably any league in Asia if he wants it. So it's not like your basketball career is over. Maybe your NBA career is over, or maybe you go to one of these Chinese leagues and, and hey, you ball you out, good, and then they bring you run. back in the spring. And if they don't, you had a good run. Or right. you could be bigger than Stefan Marbury. <laughs> You and like try. honestly, the offseason <laughs> is not over yet. Like you can still try yeah. to latch on somewhere. That's what I'm saying. Like he hasn't exhausted everything. Like yeah. to the point where it's like desperation. Like he, you still have like you still have things within your own control, like where you can kind of prove. Like, what if it's family pressure? Asian culture, they typically put a lot of pressure on the kids to make sure they don't dishonor their family. He's fin- he just said he finna go over to Asia and have to talk about a championship. He felt like he didn't really run. Maybe culturally, he's being disappointed. That could be a thing. I don't know if his career could be called disappointing, though. No, I wouldn't call it disappointment That's at all. But I'm saying, like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know, so I'm not even gonna venture a guess. But yeah, that's that. Yeah. Representatives for running back Ezekiel Elliott have told the Dallas Cowboys that he will not play in 2019 without a new contract. He informed the team this apparently back in January. So now, real quick, do you think he misses any games? Yep. Unless Jerry give him the money now, I think he will actually hold up. So and Le'Veon endorsing him. Le'Veon definitely said pay the man. I don't think he's going to – I think Jerry's going to pay him. Yeah, so I think will be the ultimate resolution. Because honestly, only from what I understand, like they aren't that far apart on what he wants versus what they want to pay him. So I think that they'll cross that divide and he'll be Jerry back Jerry said for, he would. He, he flat out said, I'll pay him. Jerry's been know? saying all kinds of stuff. True. <laughs> I'll pay him. Then I don't think I'm running back necessary. Then I always take care of my guys. Then, then like, you look at on. DeMarco Murray's situation. <laughs> right. Like, come on. Jerry, he probably was drinking. You can't. I'm sorry. I'm not going to ah. lie on this man. I'm not going to slander that name. He's been skiing. <laughs> Partying. <laughs> oh, 
Okay, Memphis Grizzlies, they're bringing back the retro Vancouver Grizzly uniforms. The green and uh, orange and black joints? Mm -hmm. Ooh. Teal. Sure. It's just a shade of green. (laughs) It's like a blue-green, but... You said green. I did, so (laughs) that's why I gave you your little point. You got it. You got it, boss. And uh, they also unveiled that they're going to be bringing back the retro Memphis jerseys next season. Garbage. You don't like the the Memphis ones? Nah. They play. I like the memories associated with them. I like yeah. the blue ones. No, Before the black I, ones with the, the big bowl, like Memphis. It was just one big block font. They were playing. That's why I kind of like them. That's the, why they forgot the Florida. That they have, <laughs> the Florida that they have is cool. Like they incorporate like pretty much all the different like they mm-hmm. eras of Grizzlies. Yeah, like they have things that kind of harken back to. So everything. it's going to be their twentieth anniversary, I believe. Twenty fifth. Twenty fifth. Yeah, they started somewhere in, in the twenties. Five. Wow. We older than the Grizzlies. Damn, really? I'll look yeah. at the next topic. Uh, well, go uh, ahead then. Um, USC released Chris Cyborg from her contract. Cyborg has accused UFC president Dana White of bullying. She was one yeah. of their biggest uh, yes. women fighters. Yeah, so a little bit of backstory that I was reading up on. Um, so she lost to a, a, a Nunes. Nunes. Yeah, mm-hmm. like she lost to her last year. And like apparently they've been trying to negotiate a rematch since then. And, like, publicly, Cyborg has been saying, like, I want the rematch. Let's make it happen. Let's do it. And, like, Dana has been saying that she's ducking her. And, like, somebody lying, basically. Right. And I'm – I would – I'm less inclined to believe Dana White because he's a notorious liar. So, he's I think – He's man. Yeah, basically. Um, so, I think that it was his way of kind of pushing her out um, – and like now they've released her from her con- from her contract, mm-hmm. so um, hmm. yeah, that's, that's where we are with that. Maybe she ended up in the WWE. But he's like said like disparaging things about her consistently over yeah. like the last year. We already talked about the the Reds fight, fisticuffs. Giannis said that he would trade his MVP for a gold medal in the FIBA World Cup. What did y'all think of that statement? That's his prerogative. Yeah, he feels more for country than state. He feels more for team than individual. Yeah. So, like, when I heard him say that, I was like, that's par on course for Giannis. Yeah. Plus, like, I mean, it's Greece, so he really wants to bring something back for his home country. That's what I'm saying. Like, Plus of course. probably going to have a couple more of us. So, it's kind of like, what is this with her? Like, I'm sure if you ask him, would you rather have the MVP or the championship? You can, he thought, you can have four MVPs for one. Like, give me the championship. Mm-hmm. So, it didn't bother me none. I mean, shit, it's his MVP. I don't have any. Do <laughs> what you will, sir. <laughs> Shoot, Kareem sold a few his. Speaking Probably of all the ones from the wall. Like, what, do you, <laughs> what, do you, what do you even do like with a purchased MVP trophy? Like, that, it's not like you made. It's not like you want it. They probably like, hold it and auction it off when just nostalgia. Like, like yeah. value goes higher. I bought uh, Giannis's MVP trophy. Yeah. Like, I have um, a sign. I, I actually, I probably shouldn't get any more Buck stuff signed. I have a signed Jabari Parker jersey. <laughs> and I have a signed Malcolm Brogdon You a jinx uh, Shirt Damn do cats Jeez. sign and then leave the next year No. When I, I got Brogdon the Brogdon sign? stuff It's rookie Oh year. when you went to uh, the thing When I won the cousin sub thing For Anyways sure. blow the whistle Every time mm-hmm. Blow the whistle <laughs> Blow the whistle <laughs> So yeah I'm blowing the whistle On uh Texans cornerback Lonnie Johnson Jr. He's Punk a ass. he's a rookie. The Packers and the Texans have some uh, 
what's it called joint, joint practices, practices going on and uh Lonnie got a little too reckless he uh laid out Jay Sternberger who's our rookie tight end it was no tackling it was no tackling. It was a non-contact drills and he lit him up and then flexed over him and then posted the picture of him flexing over him on Instagram as well sir he had another hit oh he that. sure did because he knocked uh Trevor, Trevor Davis. Davis on a special teams play clean out non-contact Trevor didn't come back no nah. Lonnie was sent to the showers every time Trevor get hit he'll never come back <clears throat> um but no I'm just blowing whistle on that because that's trash they go fuck him up like because we played him on Thursday be a professional they go fuck him up I'm surprised they didn't <laughs> fight today they said that if they, they would they was expecting a fight today if, yeah if anything happened they was expecting a fight with him from somebody on our team mm-hmm. today so that's it. That's my blow to whistle. I'm just going to light him up when it's legal. I did have <laughs> one more real quick because I saw this in passing. Uh, the Sacramento Kings Instagram social media team. <laughs> blowing a whistle on y'all because y'all ain't professional. <laughs> what they do? Some They posted a picture of their players that are uh, practicing with the FIBA World Cup, the U.S. team. And a woman responded on the comment and she said, imagine being a Kings fan. And the King's official account replied something like, imagine looking like De'Aaron Fox, but not cheering for him. Damn. Who's a clown? Like, it was like, I was like, whoa. Yeah, I think it said, like, uh, no wonder your account says single or something yeah. like that. Damn. Like, like a, team account, a team account can't do that. Y'all got to have it boundaries. Um, you got to have boundaries. And then she had to, like, turn off her Instagram because people just kept harassing her after that. Like, they started a... Uh, Proportional response, people. They started a viral bullying thing, so then yeah. she had to get rid of it. Yeah, and now she probably feels like she didn't hate the Kings for life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So my blow the whistle is on DJ Cooper. Mm. This uh, <laughs> genius. Uh, he's a professional basketball player in Europe. He went to the University of Ohio. He was undrafted, and he played on the Wizards summer league team in 2016. Um, he spent most of his professional year in Europe professional career in Europe uh, with teams in Greece and Monte Carlo. He last played in Monaco in 2017. He has spent some time with the Bosnian national team um, on which he was uh, planning to play going forward. Mm -hmm. Um, But FIBA does drug testing um, for all players and uh, DJ took his test but he used his girlfriend's urine. Only problem mm. is, his girlfriend is pregnant, and that shows up in a drug test. Yep. So, male basketball player, Can't pregnant. Be pregnant. <laughs> oh, that's right, dude. Oh, my God. That was funny. That was funny. You, I ain't know. You just caught up? That's real. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, no, I looked into it after the fact, and I'm just like, damn. I just forgot his name. <laughs> yeah, he suspended for like two years, too. Yeah, two-year ban. Dumb. Hey, you pregnant, bro? Huh? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, How, how's you that? Imagine, yelling at him. How's that possible, bro? <laughs> can you imagine if he didn't know she was pregnant? Like that's how you find out. <gasps> Damn. Oh, so many levels. Yeah. Well, if that was a side chick. Ooh, uh, since we're doing what if though? <laughs> Segway. Let's go into the tech top five. Five, four, three, two, one. Tech, tech top five. five. I forgot to add something that came through when I was um when I went to go get food. So like the NCAA is raising the bar for agents 
Did y'all get that notification? I did, but I, I wanted to read it. Yeah. Like, hoopla about it. Uh, so, here are the, the criteria. So, MBA, PA certification for three years, an in-person exam, a bachelor's degree, and they're required to cooperate with NCAA investigators. Um, All agents? Yeah. That, these are NCAA rules. Because uh, you know that they've opened it up so, mm-hmm. like, players can have contact with agents and whatnot. Um, like, when I read that stuff, I'm like, that bachelor's degree, like, that's kind of weird to have in there. Yeah. Um, and that feels really targeted because, generally speaking, like, the people that are agents but don't have bachelor degrees are? Uh, they look like us. Yeah. Mm. Um, and LeBron noticed <laughs> that, uh, and he said he... He quoted it and he had like a bunch of laughing emojis. He said, Can't stop, won't stop. They big mad and scared. Nothing will stop this movement and culture over here. Sorry, not sorry. Hashtag the Rich Paul rule. So, mm. oh, Rich Paul doesn't have a degree. No. Nope. And he's like one of the best agents in the yep. yep. So they're targeting him to keep him out of the NCAA. Yep. yep. Uh, interesting. There you have it. Um, Last week's tech top five was NBA Christmas slates. Um, I won. Thank y'all. I wish my list would have won in the NBA's eyes as well. <laughs> this week, we're going to do sport what ifs. Biggest sport what ifs. So I got five of them? I got six, and I need to get rid of one. I think Slide one. Slide me one. Give me, one. give me the one you're getting rid of. I think of. one might be 2OC. Give me one you're getting rid of. Uh, wait, It'll so just to, just to kind of explain, like, these are what ifs. So, like, this is if something that either did happen didn't happen or something that the opposite. I don't remember what I said the first time. Um, um, but they have to be like within the realm realm of possibility. Like it was something that was yeah. on the table. So you can't just be like, oh, what if Michael Jordan joined the Nuggets in <laughs> 20? You know what I mean? Like it has to be something that was on the table or something that was within the realm of possibility. There what, we go. What's your number six so I can get it? <laughs> go ahead, call it. What is it? What you got? Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> what if Owen Hart Walked to the ring. Damn. I take that at number five. That's a good one, though. I know. That's a good one. I know. <laughs> um, Number four. What if the Lions allow Barry Sanders to leave? Because Barry was considered the greatest at that time. No matter where he went. You he said what if the Lions what? Allowed Barry Sanders to actually leave. Oh, instead of him retiring? Because he retired because they wouldn't let him go. Yeah. His career probably would have been, he would have continued playing. Yeah. He probably would have had a unattainable records and mm. shit. Like, yeah. Um, I had this at number five, but I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, number three, uh, what if Jordan doesn't retire for the first time? That's a good uh, one. What do you think would have happened? I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's number two. <laughs> I lied. Number three is what if Melo actually joined the, uh, the Heatles? Instead of Bosh. Because oh. it was they, supposed <laughs> to be Bron, Wade, Mello. Spoiler, they wouldn't have won. Mm-mm. You don't think so? They don't no, fit. they don't like, fit. Honestly, Chris Bosh, I mean, obviously it's LeBron, but like I feel like Chris Bosh is the key that unlocked yep. everything for them. The wild part is, Bosh, even if they wasn't getting Bosh, LeBron and Wade said they was going to go to Chicago with Rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would have been, been a crazy I, and one. And honestly, I don't blame I don't blame Melo for like saying like I'm not passing the money up. Yeah, because yeah, they told him to take a three year deal before he signed his five. And they were gonna give him a five, and he's like, Miss, look at this money. Like and he oh. took his five. And I'm not the mad rest at is history. it. Um, like I said, number two is what if Jordan didn't retire for the first time? So what do you think would happen? Real quick, honestly, I think they would have kept winning. I think we'd have had like eight championships. Eight I do okay. too. 
And number one, what if the NWO never left for WCW? Would WCW still be who they were? NWO pretty much propelled them motherfuckers. So you mean like what if Kevin Nash and Scott Hall and never Hulk Hogan left? never went to WCW as the NWO? I'll yeah. give you that because DX wouldn't be here because they were two separate moves, but. But NWO never I'll, went to WCW. I'll give it. Like, I'll, well, I'll if the old wrestlers never left WCW. Yeah, because I got you. Then they wouldn't have DX as a question, yeah. and you wouldn't have that whole run of the Attitude Era, and yeah, it would have it would have changed a lot, in my opinion. It would have. So I guess let me let me rephrase. What if the NWO never existed? Okay. Uh, five. Yeah, I'll leave this at five. Um, what if? EA Sports never bought the exclusive NFL rights. Mm. ESPN would have got them out the paint. That's 2K would have got them out the paint, bro. They was already on their way. That's a great one. That's a good one. Number four, what if Lynn Bias never died? Mm. Well, didn't die then. Yeah. Everybody right, dies. Right, right. Um, like the the Celtics were like they yeah. were coming off their best season and they had the number two draft pick, a guy that's been compared to Michael Jordan. Yeah. Like their run would have gone on for at least another five to five to seven years. Mm. So um, three. What if Shaq never left the Magic? Mm. Now keep this in Shaq. mind. Like he had Penny already. Mm-hmm. Right. Who would have been Kobe's running mate in L.A.? Like those three championships. They're efficient. They might not have. Probably doesn't happen. Like they probably would have ran the East. Like Jordan's second act. Like his second three peat might not have happened because he had. Penny and Shaq in, in their way. prime. Um, number two, what if LeBron didn't leave Cleveland the first time? Mm-hmm. I don't think he would have won. Not even necessarily it just for him. The whole like player exactly. power structure of the NBA when like, he did that. Evan Durant the probably doesn't leave it never Oklahoma started. City. Like all that player movement that we've seen over the last five to ten years, like probably doesn't happen because they don't have the cover of LeBron. Like leaving, right. like LeBron sacrificed, game right? right. Now. Like LeBron sacrificed like his public reputation for a good two to four years because he went to the Heat. But he did that, like t- kind of to open the doors for everybody else to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Um, and number one, similar to your number five, but I'm gonna take it back. What if Owen Hart never broke Stone Cold Steve Austin's neck? Mm. One yeah. that cut Austin's career short. Yeah. Drastically. He lost a whole year of his run, and WWE was never really the same after they lost Austin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On Owen's side, he basically fell down the car because, because of this incident. And, like, he probably never has to go back to being the Blue Blazer Man. because he's he's in a better position in the company, and he can still be on heart, and he's not doing that dangerous-ass stunt that yeah, ultimately killed him. Yeah. Mm. It's a good one. That was a good one. I like this one because we're all different. I have one repeat, but other than that, we've all been different. I do want to give another honorable mention because another wrestling one I thought was what if Eddie's Eddie Guerrero's heart didn't give out? Yeah. Like, cause Eddie Guerrero was going to a whole different level. But okay, number five. What if the San Francisco 49ers drafted Aaron Rodgers mm, instead of Alex Smith? That's always gonna be their career debates. I mean, it would have changed the whole trajectory of Green Bay. Like, mm-hmm. that whole trauma, like, Favre the and the Vikings, like, probably wouldn't have happened. I don't feel like having another Favre conversation. The Packers would be the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So that's for number five. Number four is a repeat. What if Jordan never retired? Like I said, I think he would have just kept winning. So I'm sure Rockets fans are happy that he did retire. <laughs> number three, what if Bo Jackson never got hurt? Mm. Bo knows. Bo knew. He would have been the greatest. Yeah. Number two, what if Steve Bartman never went to that Cubs game? If Ken was here, he would have a very visceral reaction. <laughs> There's no Kels fan in the room, but oh, that would have changed everything. And number one, what if Cassius Clay never met Malcolm X? Mm. That would change the entire course of history. Like Mal- Muhammad Ali might not have ever been. No. Right. No. And Muhammad Ali meant too much to not have him. That means that he would have been going to Vietnam too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A whole different history. Yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. Which even is be fucking crazy. Like, why the hell would you have the heavyweight champion of the world <laughs> in the fucking <laughs> army? Because he's black. Still, like, he can make money for hella white oh people. Because he's God. black. They didn't give a fuck. It's wild, man. Like the whole damn sport of boxing is on that man's shoulder, and you send him to the fucking jungle. <laughs> <laughs> the hell kind of sense does that make? Orange and system and right, shit. Man. Well, that's the show this week. We hope y'all enjoyed it. We hope y'all enjoyed the little random. Um, <laughs> One twelve thing that happened. Oh, you no. forgot that even happened, didn't you, Tim? <laughs> I did. <laughs> That's the show. Once again, make Got sure that you guys uh, subscribe, like, share, all that good stuff. Talk about us on social media. Tag us and stuff. Let yeah. the people know you listening. Let us know your what ifs. Like y'all have been yeah. slacking on doing your own top fives. It don't even have to be five. Like just just throw out ideas. Yeah, just a number. Like we. I'm sure there's stuff that we didn't even think of, but like I'm, I'm really curious to see like what y'all think. Mine was a uh, honorable mention was a. Uh, How you got an honorable mention and you didn't even have five? Cause I, I thought about it and I was like I was going no. at it and I forgot about it. It ain't even on my phone. It was when um, the Detroit Tigers had drafted uh, I think his name's Adrian Miller, or Andre Miller, or something like that instead of Zach Greinke. I'm glad you didn't use that one. That I was, understand. But that was during the time that the uh, Tigers would have was like doing their World Series running shit. But I'm talking about for the sake of your list, I'm glad oh. you didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I forgot about it. If, okay. you, <laughs> if you want to uh, follow me, you know, you can catch me. Wait a minute. On Twitter, Instagram. Uh, not on Instagram. On Twitter and Snapchat. For sure. Yeah, that's it. At Camille Monet, C-A-M-I-L-L-E-M-O-N-A-E, because... Your mom is fancy. Thank you, Fake Ken. <laughs> At ah. Bucks Burner on Twitter. <laughs> That's all you get. No, it's not this week. <gasps> and we at Technical File on Instagram. Oh, okay. For sure. Follow it. Fair enough. I like that. You caught me off guard. I like that. Fair enough. And it's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-M-Z. You ain't gonna do can stuff? The number three. He don't remember. A.K.A. <laughs> ass catch him. He don't remember either. A.K.A. Mr. Give it to me. We love you, Ken. Fuck him. <laughs> till next week. Or Wait, what? Stat because you said you weren't gonna do that this week. I said I wasn't gonna and clown him. And then you him. said F him till next week. I said I wasn't gonna clown him. Pause. Boss. <laughs> Fuck him till next week. Oh, you gonna just stand <laughs> on it? Dilly dilly. <laughs> this has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break, 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 break,